Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. I just realized I forgot to tell you something very important, that you are exceptionally charming and charismatic. I also forgot to tell you that you have amazing charisma and many charisms, and that you are also very charitable. And these are not just compliments. They are all very true. Regardless of your age or life experience, you have charm, charisma, charisms are charismatic, and are charitable. These words all start with C-H-R-M. Not a coincidence, of course. This is a Greek word having a variety of roots, but charisma in Greek, favor or a divine grace. Charizeste, to show favor to. Charis, grace, beauty, kindness, charain, to rejoice or to delight in. All are related to each other and can be used in very similar ways, but all these meanings reflect what it means to have a charism, a gift. Therefore, you are very charming and very charismatic because you have a gift from God. Because God has shown a special favor to you. And God wants you to use your gifts for yourself, for others, for society, for the building up of the, ch of the church. And he always wants you to rejoice in these gifts. These words are all rooted in the important spiritual word charism, and it's sometimes translated in the Bible as a grace or a gift. For example, in today's letter of St. Paul to the Romans, chapter 12, verse 6, he says, having gifts, charismata, that differ According to the grace, Karim, given to us, let us use them. So now you are fully convinced that you are very charming and charismatic. You're also hopefully convinced that you are amazing, you have charisms, you have charisma, and that you are very charitable. It's important not to see these words as being rooted in your ability to impress others. These words are not rooted in your ability to prove how many friends you have or to prove to your friends that you are likable. Rather, there are several essential elements of charisms and charisma. Number one, it is a gift from God. Number two, it is for you to discern. Number three, it is for you to develop. Number four, it is for you to rejoice in. And number five, it is for you to serve with. And all these have responsibilities. As a gift from God, you need to be thankful. As something that you discern, you need to pray and think about. As something you need to develop, you need to grow in and have ways to mark growth, spiritual, intellectual, emotional, social. 
It's for you to rejoice in, to be glad that God has given you a special gift. And it's for you to serve with, to realize that you have a special mission. God made you for yourself, but he also made you to serve. To made you, he made you to be greater than yourself and to have a mission that is beyond yourself. That is why in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 800, it says, Charisms are to be accepted with gratitude by the person who receives them and by all the members of the church. And that's the importance of a church, is that we acknowledge each other's charisms, we support them and realize that they are for the good of the person, but also for the good of the entire body. The wider context of this letter that St. Paul writes to the Romans gives some specific charisms. So when we think of our gifts from God, let's not just think of them in a vague way. We can all say, and we do say when we pray, that we are blessed by God. We've been given gifts. Okay, that's good. That's a starting point. What are those gifts? And what, are the, what is the purpose of those gifts? St. Paul lists them. For by the grace given to me, I bid everyone among you to not think of himself more highly than he ought to think of, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith which God has assigned him, for as in one body, for as in one body we have many members, and all the members do not have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one to another. There's St. Paul emphasizing that this gift is for us, but it's also for the wider community. And then he specifies what the gifts are and what their purpose is. If prophecy, in proportion to our faith. If in service, in serving. Teachers, in teaching. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who contributes in liberality. He who gives aid with zeal. And he who acts who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Each gift has a purpose. And I recommend for you to read at home, letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 12, in which he goes into further detail to each given the manifestation of the, of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, to another, another, the utterance of knowledge. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongue. To another, the interpretation of tongues. And there he also goes into a fairly long Analogy of how the body complements each other and that no part of the body can say to the other part that they do not need them. And this chapter goes on to chapter 13, which is the famous chapter on love. Love is patient and love is kind. These two, of course, are related and interconnected with each other because a gift without a social element to it without it going beyond itself, is simple delusion. 
God gives us our gifts to love each other, to care for each other, and as a sign of God's love for us. So what are the gifts that you have? And how do you discern them? It's very important to first realize what they are not. not they are not defined by other people with reference to other people. In other words, if you see some attribute in someone else that you like, you don't say, I don't have that gift or grace, simply because someone you may admire may be doing something very well. Second, they are not physical qualities or abilities. For example, some are able to run longer and faster than others. Some are taller or shorter than others. Some have different color hair or different color eyes or have physical characteristics that give them abilities to do certain kinds of work. Those are not charisms. Those are just physical appearances. And they are not connected to what you like that is not attached to your life mission. The reason these three are important to keep in mind is because we place so much emphasis, number one, on the qualities and the gifts of other people. Number two, we overemphasize in society, whether you do it individually or not, that's not my point, but we spend billions of dollars on pharmaceuticals, on um, makeup and cosmetics and all sorts of creams. Not bad to look presentable, to look healthy. But we overemphasize these aspects. If somebody is tall, somehow they're thought to have greater virtue. They're impressive. If you dress nicely, you wear a, an expensive suit, you look like you're a very successful business person. These are not gifts. These are some things you can pull off the shelf. And it's very important not to attribute what we do with what God wants us to be. And the third aspect is it's not... It is not something that is not related to a life mission. Something that you like. You might like cars. That's not a charism. You might like chocolate cake, like I mentioned last week. I had a homily on a chocolate cake recipe. And I got a chocolate cake and four pies a few days after. I didn't eat them. I gave them away. I was thinking of focusing today on lobster, scallops, and halibut. <laughs> but I was afraid that somebody was going to throw me in the ocean. <laughs> These are things that I like, but they're not my charisms. You might like riding a bicycle, driving fast in your car. You might like red or green or blue, but those aren't charisms. Think of your charisms, the things that not only bring you happiness for a moment, but a deep kind of joy. I think parents know what a charism of parenting is. They, when they are married and when they have children, they feel deep joy. Now, children may not always be easy, but there is a joy. There's a deep-rooted joy in parenting. That's a charism. Another wonderful example would be the life of many saints. Mother Teresa, for example, who went to Calcutta to teach at a very prestigious girls' school. And as she was walking through the streets of Calcutta, started noticing 
People not only on the street, but living on the street. She felt the grace. She felt the charism to serve them. She picked one off the street, and she dedicated her entire life to picking people off the street and left the comfort of the private school that she was teaching at and developed that charism after she had discerned that charism. And she realized that that charism was not something that was going to make her happy in the way we think of the word happiness, but actually brought her deep joy throughout her entire life. That is an important distinction that we always need to make within the gifts that we have. Between happiness and joy. Think of hard work. Some people are more academically inclined than others. Some are better inclined with their hands. You do something, you discover a ta talent or a skill, and you realize the joy, and within that joy there are difficulties, but the deep-rooted joy allows you to persevere and to continue, and with that you are able to serve others. This is what it means to have a charism that is rooted in joy, that is rooted in an acknowledgement that it is a gift from God, that it is rooted in understanding that it is for you to be developed and discerned, and ultimately to serve others with. These are the essential elements of a charism, and also the non-essential elements of a charism that are not charisms. In your prayer life, discern the things that you are doing. Think of the things that you are doing and the level of joy they are bringing you, and whether you also need to experience new things in order to discover the kind of gifts that God has given you. It's hard to number charisms because they could be in the thousands and depending on the, the experiences that you have. But what we know for sure is that many people are in jobs or even in school that they don't like. Why? Because they have not connected those to their gifts and how those are a gift from God and how they are used to serve others. Therefore today, as St. Paul reminds us to focus on our charisms, we remind ourselves that they are a gift from God in which we need to be thankful. We need to discern them, pray and think about them. We need to develop them and grow in them. We need to rejoice in them because they are a special gift and we need to use them to serve our good, our life mission, but also the good of each other and society. That is why I am very convinced that you are very charming, you are charismatic, you have charisms, you have charisma, you have charm, and you are charitable. And most importantly, let us remember that these are from God, for us, and for each other.